What is up, gorgeous soul? Welcome to the Embodied Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Meads, and today we're diving into a conversation about one of the most, I would say, under-talked about, maybe even underrated, keys to creating lasting success if you are a business owner, a leader, a creative, an artist, and all around just a human in general. And I'm going to go ahead and just start off with an unpopular opinion that I have, and that is that your current nervous system capacity for what is already in front of you is exactly what's impacting your sales, the level of visibility you have, the degree of impact you have, and your desired income. So this is a really important conversation because I believe that at the core of creating lasting, sustainable success that you can actually feel that you can celebrate, you know, moving through life feeling fulfilled. At the core of it all is your relationship with your your nervous system, your relationship with yourself, because your nervous system is the filter in which you experience all of life through. And so your capacity to receive the success, impact, financial liberation, and increased sense of fulfillment that you're seeking is directly related to your current capacity for what's right in front of you. And I know that this is maybe not the most like sexy sounding approach because, you know, I know that for a lot of people, you know, there's lots of talks about quantum leaping and getting everything that you want right now, right? Which there's a time and a place, (laughs) you know, there's a time and a place for doing all, doing all the, 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 um, the quantum leaping as, as you will. (laughs) We're all about that shit here. But I promise you that this is the deep work that actually gives you the ability to create and hold the success that you desire. Because the reality is, is that sometimes when people, you know, quantum leap, which essentially is when the thing that you desire lands in your reality in usually an unexpected way, and it feels like your whole world is shifted in a really big way. And it might look like a jump in your uh, your finances. That may look like a wildly new chapter of your life, where like your your whole reality is shifting. And, and whatever it is, you know, sometimes what's on the other side of that, you know, quantum leap can, if we're not careful, actually feel so unfamiliar to our nervous system and our subconscious that we don't actually have the capacity to hold it, and therefore we sabotage it away. And when I use the word sabotage, it's literally an act that your body and mind is doing as an attempt to keep you in what is safe and familiar. So when we're talking about self-sabotage, although it oftentimes, and I mean, the whole reason it's called self-sabotage is because it is actually the opposite, like the, the behavior, the outcome, a pattern that you're experiencing is actually like not what you want. It's it's usually contradictive to what you want, but it is a behavior or a pattern that you are participating in, usually unconsciously, to keep yourself safe ultimately, right? And so when we are so focused on how fast we can get something, how quick it'll arrive, and you know, really focusing on having it all right the second. Although that's not inherently a bad thing, and it doesn't mean that that can't happen, it's that when we are only focused on that, we can sometimes run into an issue where 
when that that desire lands, when that manifestation does arrive, because we are very powerful at co-creating our reality, if we haven't taken the time to expand our capacity and expand our window of tolerance within our nervous system, if we haven't been working with our subconscious to ensure that it is on board with this new identity, it can actually be counterintuitive and create a lot of distress and a lot of a lot of problems ultimately. And so when we're talking about creating longevity and sustainability within the success of what you're here to do in the world, your body's ability to be rooted in what is already here currently is what actually gives you the spaciousness to move and to be able to hold like what's coming, right? And so when we're talking about <clears throat> having that spaciousness, it's like we're actually creating more of a, a capacity in our body, in our mind for what is arriving, right? And when we're working with expanding our window of tolerance, this is a process. It's a day-to-day, moment-to-moment practice. And this is where that like the seemingly mundane, subtle shifts that we make moment-to-moment, day-to-day are of the highest value and of the highest integrity to the person that we're here to become. But it's oftentimes these new ways of existing, these, these new ways of being that people avoid because sometimes they're, it's not sexy. You know, sometimes it it requires deep work. Sometimes it requires getting radically honest with yourself about who you're being and how you're being in relationship with your life. And, you know, if we are, again, being honest in this conversation, which we always motherfucking are, (laughs) we have a very intelligent system that is wired to keep us in what is the same and what is familiar. And things that are outside of that familiarity feel like a threat to our ego to our identity. And so you are going up against, so to speak, a lot of programming. And this is why I do not sell people on how fast they are going to get somewhere. And although my clients experience incredible shifts and life-changing transformation, and I do hear from my clients all the time how life-changing this work is, it's not because I'm telling you that you're going to get there super fast. It might happen quickly. It might happen in a day, a week, a month, but I am more focused on being in a relationship where you understand that you're on your own unique journey and it's actually in the highest integrity for us to take a holistic, personalized approach, our own working together, because every single person's capacity for the success they desire is different and it's directly related and correlated to your personal lived experience, which is different person to person. You know, you, you we, we need to take a holistic full spectrum approach to being able to hold in our body the success that we desire because there's a, the reality is, is there are so many factors that contribute to how you're in relationship with money, how you're in relationship with visibility, how you're in relationship with impact, how you're in relationship with your leadership, how, of course, you're in relationship first and foremost you're with yourself, right? We, got, we need to take a whole kind of full holistic approach, full inventory of who are you and what has contributed to you being who you are. 
not just the beauty and the magic and the things that are like really juicy, but also the things that perhaps have impacted you that have been very difficult. You know, what are the traumas that have taken place? What are your experience? What have your experiences been like with money? What have your experiences been like with being seen by other people? Like, we we have to take that holistic approach because we're working with the whole human, right? And you're a unique person with your own unique set of experiences and needs and wants. And your journey is going to be different than any other person. And that's why comparing ourselves to somebody else is a losing battle, right? Because we can use people as expanders. We can like look to people as examples of what's possible, which is really beautiful and so important. And that's part of the beauty of working with a coach or a mentor or being in a program. Like we are here to be expanded. We are here to learn from people. That that is actually a really beautiful, valuable thing. But there's actually factors at play that actually create your personal experience, right? And I was chatting with my husband this morning And I'm just going to pull up, I wrote in my notes what we were chatting about because it was a really beautiful conversation. You know, we were talking about capacity. We were talking about like what actually contributes to somebody's success when they're particularly in entrepreneurship. Um, I mean, this can apply to like any person, but there are really four things that directly impact the timing, the longevity and the sustainability of your success. Okay. So foundation is your nervous system. Like your nervous system is like your your capacity within your nervous system, how you respond to situations, how you are able to hold discomfort, your risk tolerance, like how your body feels when it comes to, again, things like selling, launching, being seen, receiving money, having difficult conversations, leading people, like how your body responds is at the core of the success. And and that is something that doesn't go away. That is like the most foundational, crucial aspect of creating success, okay? The other thing is your support system. So when we're talking about different privileges that influence success and like the way in which success comes, right? Because I think I'm, you know, I'm not someone who is like very, indoctrinated into like woke culture and like, you know, social justice, like, although like I really care about humanity and I really care about people and I really care about the world and I really care about being a steward for wealth. And I do participate in movements that I really believe in. You know, I, you know, I, I sometimes shy away from privileged conversations because sometimes I, they can, it can kind of like get, go down a different rabbit hole of that. It just doesn't really resonate with me, but In this context, it is really important to look at the different privileges that we each hold and how those privileges influence how we relate to business, how we relate to money, how we relate to life. And privilege isn't inherently a bad thing. You know, I think when people hear the word privilege, they're like, ooh, like you're so privileged. And it like can almost have this like tonality of shaming somebody. But it's like privileges are actually, you know, a beautiful thing in in and of themselves as well. And so all that to say... (laughs) Your support system, which is connected to the different privileges you have, also influences the timing, longevity, and sustainability of your success. So when I'm talking about support system, I'm talking about, you know, your your interpersonal relationships. So like, do you have people in your life on a personal level that like really, that you can really lean into, 
And that might look like emotionally, physically, spiritually, mentally that you can lean into. And also financially, right? Because when we are raised, like there's a very uh, different, I mean, there's multiple realities, right? It's a whole spectrum of experience. But if we were to look at somebody who was raised in in poverty and, you know, had to live in, well, or did rather live in survival mode and were raised with a true reality of not enough, and we put that person beside somebody who was raised in an environment where they always had more than enough. Money was never an issue. They never struggled. Like, I'm not to say that that person doesn't have their own set of struggles or challenges or experiences, because of course we all do regardless. We all have our own stuff that we've experienced in life that contributes to who we are. And we all have challenges in our own right. But if we look at those two different realities, right, the person who grew up where money was a problem and where it was there wasn't enough and what they were in survival mode and we actually compare that to the person who didn't have any of those experiences the way that those two different people relate to business is going to be different that's just a fact it doesn't mean that one person's going to be more successful than the other it doesn't mean that you know we need to play in like a, the victimhood of our experiences because i think that you know regardless of where you come from you can choose where you're going and we also need to take into consideration or anyone listening to this needs to take into consideration how your support system whether that be in the past or in the present influences your nervous system influences Your risk ability, your risk tolerance influences all of these different ways in which you show up in your business, right? Because let's look at this as a situation. Let's say you have somebody who starts a business and they're somebody who they have a partner who makes, you know, a lot of money and it's actually totally fine for this person to really devote to their business. Like they they can quit their job. They can lean into their partner. Like, you know, they, they have the financial support. It's fine. That person may find that because they have that type of support, that they don't experience as many mm, waves of scarcity or intensity of of survival mode when launching because they actually are just like they have a baseline of I am taken care of always there's nothing like I can't like there's even if it takes me 10 years to build my business is fine doesn't mean that's what they want doesn't mean that's what their ego wants but they're not going to be in danger or be in survival mode if if they don't make a sale is what I'm trying to get at here whereas if you have someone else who doesn't have that financial support system and it actually is all on their shoulders to make things happen. Maybe they have children. Maybe, you know, they're, they're don't, they have a partner, but their partner isn't making enough to sustain the entire family unit, unit financially. That person might find that if they have an ebb in their business, that it actually does activate their survival mode. It does, it actually does activate scarcity and fear, right? So the reason I'm, I'm painting these different pictures is, is to just provide the nuance, to provide examples of how different realities that different lived experiences that people have influence the relating that they hold within their leadership and their business. Now, the beautiful thing is, is that we can absolutely, regardless of where we come from, regardless of that support system, 
whether it be there or it's lacking, we have an immeasurable capacity and ability to really change our life. We have we have so much uh, we have such an ability to genuinely shift the landscape of how we relate to to money, how we relate to being seen. Like, and I'm a living, breathing testament to that. You know, I I didn't come from an environment where I felt safe, you know, and I did, I certainly experienced many moments of my life where not enough was, was the energy. Now, I also experienced leaving home at a very young age and needing to become an adult and literally living in fucking survival mode and using like a food bank and not having enough. Like my baseline was not like, I am always taken care of. Okay. So the reason I'm providing this as an example is because I want us to start to really bring in the, 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 the nuances of what contributes to our success. Okay. And we're going to kind of go back into that in just a second, but I want to talk about two other things that really contribute to the timing, the longevity, and the sustainability of your success as a business owner and as a leader. And I'm sure there's like lots of other things, but just for simplicity's sake, like these are the four things that I feel like really, really are absolutely like crucial. The other one is your connection to something greater or like faith and trust. And I was saying to Justin when we were chatting this morning, I was like, you know, I'm sure there's lots of successful entrepreneurs who are very wealthy out there who maybe don't identify with being spiritual or maybe don't uh, maybe even like identify as being an atheist. But if you would if you were to listen to the way that they speak about who they are and speak about life, even if they don't identify with being spiritual, you'll quickly hear that they are they do have a deep embodied relationship with faith and trust even if they don't attribute that to a you know higher power they are working within the same energetics of somebody who would believe in that higher power and you know so again this particular level, layer rather is your connection to like something greater than yourself while also so like faith in something greater than yourself that is like co-creating with you that is a consciousness that you're collaborating with that actually has like a deep desire to create through you as a person and faith in yourself trust in yourself and it was really interesting because when i was chatting with justin you know i was sharing with him how in particularly the early days of my business like the the like the the different like so again I'm bringing forward like four pillars if you will that create uh, that contribute and impact the timing longevity and sustainability of your sex success success not sex <laughs> success um and I was sharing with him how you know the main thing that had carried me through was that pillar of of a connection to something greater than myself and the deep faith in myself and trust. Because, like, I didn't really have the baseline of a, a, a regulated nervous system. And my support system, although I've had tremendous emotional support in my life, and I've definitely experienced some financial support, particularly like when I was starting my business, for the most part, like it was, but it wasn't like, um, it wasn't like a, a, like a, a consistent thing financially. Like it was kind of like, I had like different family members that would help me out when I was like in a pinch. It wasn't like I like, you know, Justin was a, a, I'm a student, like, you know, like our, my income was really 
the thing holding us and supporting us for many years, right? And so, but I did have strong emotional support. And so like I had, you know, and spiritual support and mental support because I'm very blessed that, I mean, my husband's a fucking king and I love him so much. He's one of the most amazing people in the whole damn world. And I have, you know, great relationships within my family dynamics now. And I also have great friendships. And so although the financial piece wasn't there emotionally, I did have support. But the biggest thing that helped me create continued success was that faith and trust. But because I was missing these other pillars more fully than, you know, I would say I have now or would have liked to have had, it was it was kind of a rocky road, right? Like there was a lot of survival mode. There was a lot of dysregulation. There was a lot of kind of flying by the seat of my pants. And that actually leads me to the fourth pillar, which is your strategy, right? Like the strategies that you use are huge. And I've been, I've been kind of this like wild gal that has created a lot of success with minimal fucking strategy. And that's totally changing because I am, I'm very aware that where I am headed is like not like (laughs) how I got here is not going to get me to where I'm going. And although I'm very blessed (laughs) that my embodied connection to a higher power and my own like trust in myself and faith in myself has gotten me to where I am and I've done some epic shit and I've helped so many people, I know where I'm headed. Like strategy is actually like so important. And so the reason I'm sharing this is because these four pillars that I'm bringing forward really influence all of all of the things in your business. Again, so we've got your nervous system, your support system, your connection to a higher power or your faith in a higher power slash faith into yourself and your strategy. And when I'm also talking about your faith in yourself, that also is like related to your self-concept and your identity. So like your your the way in which you are actually oriented in the world, which is, you know, is absolutely intertwined with your nervous system. I think the one thing you'll notice about my work is that everything is connected and like nothing is actually separate. It all interweaves with one another. And the reality is, is like your personal lived experiences directly influence your relationship with these four pillars, which is why it can actually cause you more harm than good to compare your journey to someone else's, right? Because again, if we're looking at things from the lens of these four pillars, and we're really taking into consideration somebody's lived experience, right? The way in which you create success is going to look so different than maybe that person that you're comparing yourself on Instagram to. Because you don't know fully what allowed them to create that success. You might be comparing your year two to their year 20. You might be comparing your year five to to their year fucking 30. Or you may notice, like this is something that can happen too. You notice that somebody maybe has created, maybe they started their business in way less time than you and they're making way more money or they're making more you know, impact. You also, we also, we all need to consider again, those four pillars that have helped that person get to that place and where they come from, where they started, what work they had already been doing within their own experience, their own embodiment prior to that, prior to starting a business, right? There's so many factors. And I think this is such an important reminder because I feel like 
one of the greatest roots of unhappiness for people who are business owners is thinking that they're behind or thinking that it's taking too long. And it's like, but you're actually right on time. Because again, this whole conversation is about how your current nervous system capacity for already for what is already in front of you is exactly what's actually impacting your success, your sales, the level of visibility you have, your the degree of impact you have, your desired income, like your current capacity for what you already have is actually what is creating your whole reality. And so it may be that that person you're comparing yourself to has actually created more of a capacity for what they have, for what, they, what they've created, why they're able to sustain that kind of success, why they're able to sustain the relationships that they have or the money they make or the impact that they have because their nervous system is wired differently than you. And that doesn't mean that they're better or worse or that you're better or worse or what have you, depending on where how you're viewing yourself in this conversation. It just is. It just is different. And that doesn't mean that you won't change or shift or grow or evolve. Of course you will, because you wouldn't like you wouldn't be on this journey if you weren't devoted to your vision and, and what you're here to create in the world. Like that's just like you you are designed to not play in the play in the conventional way of existing, right? I'm just going to take a little sip of my drink. <laughs> hmm. So my heat just turned on. Hopefully that won't be too loud. Anyways. Um you know, I really feel like something that is also huge is to recognize that outsourcing and externalizing your sense of like peace, happiness, fulfillment, joy, like whatever it is to like to a different timeline, to a goal that you've like future paced is, is like a losing fucking battle. And this is again, another unpopular opinion, even though consciously you might be like, Oh yeah, of course, Rach, like that makes perfect sense. But this is, this isn't necessarily the way that your your ego is relating to life, right? Because if you like, I'll just let me give you some examples. Let me give you some examples. <laughs> so people have often, you know, expressed in different ways. And again, this is like what most people have twisted is okay, once I'm making seven figures or multiple six figures, then I'll be happy. Once I have a sold out launch, then I'll be at peace. Once I'm famous for my work, then I'll feel like I've made it. Once I marry my soulmate, then I'll think I'm good enough and I'm lovable. And again, even if you don't consciously believe these things to be true, like, sorry, yeah, consciously don't believe these things to be true. Unconsciously, there may be an attachment to this way of existing. But this is like ass backwards. And I know that there's people out there that are like, you know, money absolutely makes me happy. Like look at, and they'll like kind of show like them on a vacation or like them traveling or them like at a spa. And I'd wager that yes, of course those experiences contribute to your happiness or your peace or your fulfillment or like your zest for life. Of course they do. Of course. But if that person didn't already hold the capacity for happiness, for presence, for fulfillment, for peace, for lovability, 
or like being present with their life, that trip wouldn't make them happy. That money wouldn't make them happy. Like that just isn't true because there is so much evidence out there that shows that there are tons of people in the world that have created wild success, lots of fame, and they don't, they, they, they're not actually happy. They're not feeling fulfilled. They don't feel good within the who they are. And it doesn't mean that like that it's one or the other, but it's like to say that it is an external thing that actually made you feel that way. It's like, no, you probably actually already had the capacity in your body and in your nervous system to feel that and to hold that. And now it's like the, like everything else is like the cherry on top, right? Cause you're like, you've, you've actually created the capacity for what you have. So now when you go on the trip, you're like, fuck yeah, I'm so present and fulfilled and I feel this and I'm so happy. Now when you're, you know, a client pays you in full, you're like, yes, this is amazing. I'm so excited. This is great. Then, you know, when you meet like, you know, a really dope person and they're like, you're awesome. You're like, ah, I am awesome. And you're awesome too. And like, let's build a relationship. Like it's again, it's, it's like, yes, these things that we create more of, whether that be money or relationship or, you know, anything, any experience that we are wanting to have, of course, those things contribute to our, our fulfillment, our happiness, our peace, like whatever the case is. But it doesn't mean that it makes you that thing. You actually create the capacity for holding it, right? And then when those experiences arrive and more things happen and more money flows or more impact grows, you're like, oh yeah, this is this is like fucking beautiful. Like it feels amazing. I feel like I'm like high on my own supply and I'm so full of like just joy. Do you, are you picking up what I'm throwing down? Right? Because... Again, it's like living through through the lens of feeling like once you get over there, and I'm like using like quotation fingers, like living from that place is actually costing you peace, pleasure, fulfillment, and ultimately creates more distance between you and the magic of what you get to have, hold, and be in relationship within life right now. Because again, <clears throat> You, it's like the, it's like I, I feel like people hear these things and like, yeah, I get it. But then it's like bringing it into an embodied experience is a it asks for so much, again, devotion and identity work and embodiment work, and that's the those are the pieces that can seem mundane and like can be really subtle shifts that when you're in it, you might feel like nothing's happening, but actually, it's creating everything. And so my question to you is, how is your body currently relating to who you are and what's already in front of you? And be honest. And maybe maybe you're listening to this and you're like, actually, like I have such a capacity for my life. Like I feel so enriched and I feel so amazing and like I feel so present and like I feel like I've got a great like I have my, my nervous system capacity, my window of tolerance is like really supportive. I'm able to handle stress. I'm able to handle discomfort. I hold pleasure. Like I can do it. I'm, I'm doing it. And if that's you, like, fuck yes. Fuck yes. And it's an ongoing practice. It's not like a one and done thing. Or maybe you're listening to this and you're like, consciously, you're like, oh yeah, like everything's great. But like, if you ask yourself and get really honest with yourself, like, Okay, how does it feel in your body when you're launching? How does it feel in your body 
when you think about the reality of of having more eyes on you and serving more clients and the the, the inevitability that someone's not going to like what you what you do someone might like buy one of your courses and be like this is fucking shitty i want my re- i want my money back like how how does that feel in your body how are you currently relating to your sense of wholeness and worthiness in the presence like in the present like how do you feel in your body holding what is already in front of you how are you tending to the garden of your spirit daily? You know, when you are thinking about manifesting and holding more money or more impact, well, how are you actually in relationship with the money and impact you already have? Does it feel like you're, do you, are you actually holding it? Does it feel like you're constantly in a state of not enough? Are you seeing the, the like through the lens of like the glass half empty or like what's really going on? And I'm asking this question not to like, create any kind of guilt or shame, but as like a gentle invitation to recognize like what is actually going on. And I really feel like, I mean, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that I've brought this up so many times, but like, I, I know what it felt like, or or I knew, I know what it feels like because I went through it to create wild success, huge, like create huge impact and receive delicious mind-blowing money and to arrive in a chapter where like you could like I couldn't feel it and I was actually like not in really like and I was like not I didn't hold the capacity for it because I of my own personal lived experiences and my current my previous relating to my nervous system and the the capacity that I held and that kind of loops back to like what we've been talking about around, you know, how – well, actually, I'm not even sure if we got to this yet, but we're going to get into it in just a second. <laughs> so just bear with me. We're going to hold, hold that thought. <laughs> As I was saying, this is a moment-to-moment daily practice, right, of like really checking in and attuning to like how, are, how am I relating to life? How am I, how's my body feeling? How's my nervous system doing? How am I taking care of myself? Because the truth is, is that no amount of success, accomplishments, or visibility, or money will somehow give you that in which you must learn to give yourself in the present. Like even if what you currently have is like not even close to what you know is meant for you, like how deeply can you meet what your current experience is with love and presence anyways? Like that is the medicine, you know, because it like it is it is of the highest integrity to where you're headed that you learn to hold what you have, even if what you have isn't what you want. And working with your nervous system is actually what provides you with the ability to be in a state of receivership for the fullness of your vision. And so this is like a bit of a breakthrough moment. Like how can you re- actually receive more if you can't handle and hold what you already have, right? Like why would why would you be gifted and given more if you can't hold and handle what you already have? And I know that some people will listen to that and be like, well, I know that like when I have more money, like I'll be fine. Or I, when I know that I when I when I have, you know, more eyes on my work, I'll be fine or whatever. And it's like the nuance is like, yeah, of course, like to some extent, more 
will maybe contribute to your sense of, of safety or fulfillment or presence or what have you. But sustaining it and holding it long-term like it happens as a result of, again, how you're actually in relationship with the very thing that you're receiving and your capacity for it. Because more will never actually be enough until you create a sense of embodied wholeness and capacity in the present. And without working with your like without working with your present capacity and expanding your window of tolerance, you actually risk not being able to hold what manifests into your life. And unfortunately, like unfortunately, this actually happens more than people realize, right? It's why people win the lottery only to lose it within a few months. It's why people create mind-blowing financial success in their business only to wake up feeling overwhelmed and anxious and not actually being able to sustain what they built. It's why people make money but struggle to actually keep it. It's why people create movements and businesses only to dissolve it all and disappear, right? Your capacity for the current reality that you have in life and leadership and business actually impacts your capacity for more. So again, like why would you be given more if you can't handle what you have? And again, it's not to say that you won't be given more because again, we're exceptionally powerful co-creators of our reality. So maybe you do get more from that place of dysregulation or from that place of, of scarcity or survival mode, right? Of course, maybe that happens. Cert- certainly it does happen for many people, right? I was one of them. <laughs> but your capacity to actually hold it long-term sustainably where you actually feel like in right relationship with your life, like that is actually to the degree in which you actually have the capacity to hold it in your nervous system. Because, you know, your capacity, for example, for how much money you are, like how much money is flowing into your bank account impacts your capacity for more. Your capacity for how much visibility you currently have impacts your capacity for more and so on. And so my invitation is like, how can you actually anchor into and savor what's already in front of you? Can you do, like, can you just like pause for a moment in your day and like notice the the sun beaming onto your wall and how the light dances and can you hold the beauty in that even just for a few moments? Can you sit with reverence as you look at your bank account and actually witness the amount of money inside and like truly revel in the energy of plentiful regardless of how much you see there? Can you actually hold the the frequency of plentiful? Can you hold the frequency of security? Can you can you feel on an embodied level that you are going to have more than enough and it's not going to go away? Can you find fulfillment in the seemingly mundane, subtle moments of space throughout your day without actually distracting yourself or trying to escape? Can you be in your body? Can you feel what is alive and hold that? Can you feel the emotions that are like continually oscillating within your being? Can you hold the capacity to feel deeply? You know, can you run gratitude through your body for every client you're serving, every heartbeat behind every, you know, follower that you have, every dollar that's flowed through people into your business or every like that's gifted to your body of work that you share online? Because when we're seeing through the lens of like not enoughness or overwhelm or overstimulation or dysregulation, it really clouds our ability to actually welcome in more. And again, even if more arrives, it may not ever feel like it's enough. And eventually that isn't sustainable. 
And this is why we see people, some ex- even just over the past year, some exceptionally successful creators and leaders who seemingly had it all and had to like dip the fuck out of their business because they were like, I can't, I'm not happy. I don't feel this. I'm not doing well. My nervous system is super jacked. I like, I feel like I have everything and nothing because of my survival mode mechanisms, because my nervous system's dysregulated. Because if you don't have your nervous system supporting you, like what do you have, right? Like it is not a sustainable way of living and it will only get you so far. Trust me. (laughs) Trust me. (laughs) I've been there. So as I mentioned earlier, you know, each person's capacity is directly influenced by their personal lived experiences, which is why when my clients come to work with me, particularly in a one-on-one setting or like a intimate mastermind setting, like we really take a personalized holistic approach to creating sustainable lasting transformation through working with your nervous system, through working with your subconscious body and mind, through working with your embodiment as a human being first and as a leader because your body leads the way. And I think that the more we come back to that, the body leads the way, the more that we can really anchor into the richness of our being, you know, and we can really thrive from a a deep place of, of fulfillment and nourishment. And it's a, it's such a journey. It's such a journey. And something that I shared earlier today on my stories was, you know, this piece around when you, when you fully own your experiences, they no longer own you. And this is how we move from shame to rising embodied in our brilliance. And I think that part of the the thing that happens, right, is when you are somebody who is in the public eye, you are successful, you know, you're working with clients, you're doing the thing. It can feel so intense to like it, to like hold this conversation and to admit to yourself the ways in which perhaps you aren't feeling like you hold the capacity for what is in front of you because it can bring up so much shame. It can bring up fear of loss, fear of rejection, fear of being judged, fear of being misrepresented, fear of like, you know, losing clients or money or sales or whatever. The cost, like the cost of continuing to live in in a way where you're not holding the capacity for your life, for who you are, when you're not working with your nervous system, the cost of that is far fucking greater than what you can possibly imagine. Because what the fuck is the point of being successful and having a huge movement in the world and helping all of these people if you're not even like taking care of yourself or you're not even feeling it, you know? And it doesn't mean that it's all for nothing. Absolutely not. I've I've created, I mean, like even before I came to terms with my own experience and really went into a deep dive of my own healing journey over the past year, I mean, I helped so many people, did amazing things, created amazing impact. And of course it was worth it. And of course it was amazing. And of course I'd like, you know, there was, it wasn't like it wasn't uh, a value. What I'm saying is like, you get to feel the brilliance of who you are. You get to be embodied in your wholeness. You get to be able to hold the capacity on a nervous system level for the greatness of who you are in your life. Because your life, like really, if you think about it, life's fucking short, dude. It's really short. We're only here for like a little bit of time, you know, in the grand scheme of things. 
And so like, don't get to the end of your life and wish that you had done things differently or wish that you would have taken a different route in terms of taking care of yourself or prioritizing your own well-being or doing the, the deep work to feel like you can hold it all and be with it all because that is really where where it all happens, like where like more of, of uh, the success you, you're looking for happens is actually like from this place of just being able to be in relationship with it all and hold it all and to manifest more from the capacity of what is here now. And it might, again, be like not the most sexy thing to hear, but like, dude, you'll be so shocked what you create from place of prioritizing these things. Like it'll blow your mind and you'll feel it and it'll be amazing and it'll be enriching. And so not only will you be like serving humanity in a big way and being a steward for wealth and creating massive impact, go do an epic shit, like traveling the world or whatever it is that is your thing. But like, you'll also feel at peace within who you are. And that is like one of the greatest gifts you'll ever give yourself. So uh, I'm so grateful to have had this conversation with you. I'm so grateful to have you here. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I want to tell you about a couple things. One, if you could subscribe, follow, and rate the show, that would mean the world to me. I would love to hear from you and like love to receive your support in that way. If you've been following along this show for a while and like this, or even if this episode like hit for you, like please like subscribe, leave a review. And if you haven't already joined or have heard about my membership for the legacy, I am so excited to invite you into this container. This is my membership, and this is a space where if you've come with the intention to be wildly inspired, embody brave self-expression, and courageously embrace your legacy as you welcome in your next chapter of impact, leadership, wealth, financial liberation as a visionary, all while being immersed in a community filled with connection and collaboration, you're in the right place. This is like the house of liberated self-expression boldly being seen in your brilliance and expanding your impact while having a ton of fun and doing really just doing really epic shit together because I'm so here for rising eye to eye heart to heart soul to soul with other people and it's like one of my greatest missions on this planet to build community and just really help people see their their wholeness and embrace the full spectrum of who they are so that they can continue to carry forward their legacy in absolutely brilliant ways and if you are looking to work with me one-on-one, you can DM me on Instagram or you can email me, rachelmeads at gmail.com. Oh, I'm so grateful. This episode just like brought me so much joy. So <laughs> thank you for listening. I hope you have a really epic rest of your day and I'll see you soon. 